Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and poisoning cases from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 29. It is. There was much rejoicing. There was much rejoicing. It's nearly, nearly 30. Yes. And we don't know what happens at 30. I get a party. You get a, you, I want a party. Want a party. I demand a party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's what, gone very quickly from, oh, it's quite nice to have a party. I want a party. <laughs> okay. What kind of party? A lovely party full of lovely things and cocktails that I don't have to make. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we could have a virtual 30, <laughs> 30th episode party. And all our fans can, you can all do a party wherever you are. We'll set a time. Everyone will turn up with cocktails virtually. Not at our house. Please, not at our house. I mean, we like you, but don't come. It's, it's small. It doesn't yes, matter. exactly. It's a very small house. Oh, well, that's good. Well, we've established that it's episode 29. Yes, episode 29. Thoroughly. How are well, you, Nick? I'm all right. I'm going mad. Just general. <laughs> it's, it's a, one of those it's a hell days. of a week. I don't know. My brain isn't working anymore. What day it is. It's been a very confusing week. It was a bank holiday weekend. And then I went out for an incredibly fancy meal last night on a Tuesday. Because <laughs> it was part of my birthday present that was booked. And it was sensational and absolutely beautiful. But also I'm like, I don't, what, isn't it Friday now? Is it, what, where am I? <laughs> nope, I it's don't only know. Wednesday. I'm drunk on um, beef. Well, I'm mainly drunk on wine because I thought I need a glass of wine. <laughs> this, this is how this episode is going. We've started on the well. Nick has started on the wine. I got home from work and I started on the wine. So. <laughs> Good. Well, any poisonings this week? Oh, probably loads. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably, probably lots. I've just not noticed any of them. But maybe by the end of this episode. Well, we'll you have... never know. Yeah. Well, we might have taken strict nine by the end well, of it. Some sort of pick me up, maybe in order. Yes, I'm, I'm starting to see the benefits now. <laughs> we, we need something to get us going. The enjoyment of doing the podcast well, is motivation and the story and the joy enough. and the thought of having a cocktail very soon is what we're after <laughs> is what gets us through the openings of every single episode. one of these episodes like i can have a cocktail soon yay well before we go any further though nick we must thank our lovely new patrons oh we should indeed yes we those should. wonderful people who have pledged their allegiance <laughs> is that how it works 
Yes. I have to swear an oath on the Poison's Cabinet logo. But I think we've already established that. They all have hats. They've all done a blood oath. Um, they will. We will meet them in a desert at some point. And, um, <laughs> by the light of the moon. By the light of the moon. <laughs> by the light of a blood moon, we shall go to our saviour of poisoning. Well, aren't you lucky? So, well, thank you very much, though. You are all fantastic people. So uh, this week, we have to say thank you to Adelina Maria. Thank you to Rachel. And thank you to Emily McKee. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. I know we hope you love the episodes. There are some really fun ones. This week's one, I especially enjoyed, I must say. Is it because you wrote it? Because I did it, and all mine are just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you like it too. It was a good one this week. We went back to Elizabethan times. There was intrigue. There was plotting. No, was. Plotting. There was regicide attempted. Attempted. And you've also got a fresh batch of bloopers this week as well on Patreon. So if you want to hear of... Uh, you, if you think this is weird, then you don't know what we cut. <laughs> I haven't listened to the latest batch yet, so I'm I'm intrigued to hear about all the crap I say. <laughs> oh, there's, there's plenty of it. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of it. Space cats. Yeah, you said that, and I have no recollection whatsoever of space cats. Oh, there were space cats. There are art crickets. Nope. See, this, I have no idea. My prejudices against prostitutes come out <laughs> accidentally <laughs> through literature. I'm not prejudiced against prostitutes. Sex workers work, it's fine. So go to Patreon and find out what all that is about. <laughs> if you've needed any excuse. <laughs> well, Nick. Hello. Are you ready to drink cocktails and talk about poison? I think we probably should. Or we could <laughs> drink poison and talk about cocktails. Maybe later. Yeah, it's yeah, the episode way. goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's my story this week, Nick. It is. Uh, episode 29, yeah. I get to sit and listen. It's quite nice. I get to regale you with tales. Yep. But we can't, we can't, we can't possibly do a story without a drink in hand. Oh, this, God, no. The drinking of the cocktails and the talking about poison. And our cocktail every week, as you all know, is flavoured with our secret ingredient, which is inspired by the tale that we tell. And this week's secret ingredient is... Yes. Milk. Milk. Now, they said there were actually more milky cocktails out there than I perhaps realised. There was a, a surprising choice. Yes. Some of them just looked plain terrifying. First thing that sprung to mind, I don't know what you've made, but the first thing that sprung to mind was maybe like a white Russian. Classic, yes. Big Lebowski. A lot of people on uh, on social were going, milkshakes, milkshakes. It's not that either. Oh, shit. No bringing the boys to the yard. No <laughs> bringing the boys to the yard, no. With milk as your inspiration. Yeah. What have you come up with? Well, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we are making a golden Cadillac. A golden Cadillac? Yeah. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. Oh, it does sound intriguing. I've never had one. I've never heard of it before. Good, fine car. Is it? Yeah, Cadillac's nice. Well, I know it's a car, but I know. is it a nice car? Is it a fancy car? A, ca- a Cadillac is pretty, it's pretty swish. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty sexy. Fair enough. It's all right. I don't know. <laughs> it's gone from really swish to, yeah, all right, I don't know. <laughs> I went in one when I was eight, when I was in America. <laughs> right. Well, we're having one of them. Yay! Ooh, exciting. In drink form. But I, your eyes and your you make me worry. It has about... a curious combination of ingredients. So Ooh. we will find out soon. Well, let's find out about this. Let us disappear off to the Poisonous Cabinet Kitchen and mix up one of these bad boys. We're going to go and shake up a storm. See you in a minute. See you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. A golden yes. Cadillac. Golden Cadillac. And it looks milky. It does look milky. It's a... not quite as golden as I was anticipating, to be honest. No, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, it's kind of looks like a golden. I'm milk intrigued and terrified drink. at the same yeah. time. Well, why? Okay, so golden Cadillac. It what has is a, in it. It has a curious list of ingredients. Okay, talk well, us through we it. have milk. Thank you. One, one would hope. We have single cream. Nice. We have orange bitters. Okay. Orange juice. What now? <laughs> Galliano. What? And creme de cacao. What? What? Have you given me milk and orange juice? It's milk, orange juice. What? what? Cream, creme de cacao, so chocolate. 
Galliano is very vanilla-y and some bitters. I, I'm slightly flabbergasted. I'm just like, milk and oranges is the thing that you give people when you want to make them ill. Try it. It's got very good reviews. People, oh, okay. People, it's, it's a highly rated one. Oh, so. good lord. All right. Oh, wait. All right. <laughs> so, let's uh, give it let's a go. Golden it. Cadillac. That's <clears throat> curiously interesting. No. <laughs> have we actually found the first drink that you will refuse and- to drink? I think we might have. God, maybe I shouldn't have known what the ingredients were, but... I don't think it's actually terrible. No, oh, God, no. Oh, it's just milk and orange juice. It's not. There's a lot more in there than I know, that. I know there's a lot more in there than that, but... You can no. taste the chocolate. No, I taste, can't. Oh, I can. You can taste chocolate. You can taste the Galliano, that sort of... I'm waiting for my face vanillary. to unscrew, sorry. <laughs> I can taste the Galliano, and now I'm getting a hint of chocolate... I'm, I'm sorry, but the first I, thing is just the, is the citrus with the milk and the cream. I, I don't I can... find that unpleasant. Really? Yeah. How? How are you alive? Well, it's not. Well, I'm not going to make it again. I have to say. God no. I don't think it's oh, horrible. Oh, no. Oh God no. Oh God no. <laughs> I keep going back thinking it can't be that bad. I don't know what it is. I mean, you have found the perfect concoction that makes me very upset. Well, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's very little I won't drink. Exactly. We've found the drink that Sinead oh, won't have. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, oh, why couldn't we have had a milkshake? Why couldn't we have had a white Russian? It's slightly milkshakey. It's got a bit of thickness from the cream going on there. It, how? How? How is this milkshakey? How it's is, got milk in it. It's got milk in it and cream and fucking orange juice. I don't know why you're so obsessed with milk and orange juice. Because I think I had it once as a child. Someone gave it to me, and I thought that would be a good thing to mix up. And it's well, never that's left just a me. silly idea. I really don't. I don't mind that at all. I'm gonna oh, let me try it once more. Yeah, it smells quite nice actually. Yeah. It's the fr- oh god, I can't describe. This is really funny to watch. It is. It is. This should have been a video because it's the first taste. Is where all of the citrus is, all the juice is right up there. Oh god. Oh oh oh! I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Guys, hell has indeed frozen over. Yeah, I wasn't expecting um, that sort of reaction. No, no, no. She's not even going to finish pushed the it drink. Away. This is I the first time ever Sinead has refused to drink. I can't do in it. In the history of her life. Somewhere a bartender has fainted. <laughs> I might have to get another drink in this. Fine, second. go and make yourself a drink. <laughs> not making you one, a major one. You threw it back in no, my face. bless you. Thank you for making it. Thank you for making it. Thank you for doing your job, Nick. Well, you've got two drinks now. Oh, I've, got, I've got two. I've got two I'm, I'm, I'm set. Woohoo! Hurrah for me. Okay. So, uh, full disclosure, guys, uh, we did just pause so I could go and make another drink because. She was so disgusted with the golden Cadillac that she could not continue with it. Couldn't. Absolutely <laughs> not. I refuse. Refused to tell a story with a golden Cadillac in hand. So, I have actually just gone through Nick's cup. So, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what can I get to get that awful taste out of my mouth? You've made an absolute classic cocktail. <laughs> Well, I thought I'd make a white Russian because we had milk and cream. So I started with that. And then I remembered your your coffee liqueur is much uh, bitterer. Is bitterer. Bitterer than I put too much in. And I was like, no, I need to balance it out. And then just went through the cupboard going, oh, some creme de cacao, some white creme de menthe. Make it minty. Make it minty. So I have some sort of incident in a glass. So how is it? Oh, it's... No, 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 no. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. It's it's not the most refined of mixes, but it's a nice kind of uh, yeah, creamy, lovely, vodka-y, boozy. It's better than that shit. I'm sorry. How dare It has you. no orange juice. That's in what it. it's missing. Well, anyway, Nick has the golden Cadillac firmly in hand. I do. I have flung mine out the window and have made whatever. Uh, well, yeah, what, what, you need a name. Uh, oh, oh, what can I call it? Um, a 
The Desperation. The Desperation. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good name. The Desperation. Nick, are you ready for a story? Go on then. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So this week, we are heading further afield than we have been before. I like that. So where do you think we go? I'm assuming not England and not America. Nope. Not you. Are we out of Europe? Out of Europe. Ooh, that's exciting. Where have we been? We've been, we've been to Japan. Uh, in Patreon, in yes. Patreon, we've been to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been to South Africa. We have. We've been to South Africa, but that's as far afield as we've travelled so mm. far. Yes. We so are there, there are one or two other places in the world. That there, we... are, there are. I had to research it for a while, but I did find that there you were found some other places. Others. No, we're going way, 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 way down under. Uh, we are going. That is to quite far away. Australia this week. Our first Australian story. Excellent. Now we did we did dance into Australia briefly in episode seventeen when uh, Thomas Wainwright was uh, sent to Australia. Oh yes. This is a homegrown Australian murderer. This week we are going to tell the tale. Of Martha Needle. Hmm. Someone you probably haven't heard of. Nope. But at the time was one of the most sensational murder cases of its era. And one that may give you pause for thought and I think will warrant some discussion afterwards. And may leave you wondering if murder really does run in the family. This episode can get dark in places. Most of them do. They do. Buckle up, guys. (laughs) So Martha was born Martha Charles on the 9th of April in 1863 in Morgan in South Australia. Now, Martha's childhood was not pretty. 
No, it, never it wasn't are. great. I don't think we've found many where it's been blissfully <laughs> yeah, exactly, happy. Exactly, yeah. Mary Blandy had a good time, I think, because she was rich. But no, is as you could expect, she was raised in poverty. One of reportedly six children to Mother Mary and birth father Joseph. And it's not just that she was raised in poverty. Mummy and Daddy were far from model parents. <laughs> Joseph had spun stories to Mary while she was birthing out all of his children that he was the heir to a grand property, a grand fortune, and he was going to take them off to live on this property that did not exist. He was going to take them to England. They were going to live the high life. Ah, yes, lush surroundings they were going to have. Never saw the fabled land. And their relationship grew increasingly bitter. It's not exactly that the two of them were model citizens apart from this one (laughs) lie that was between them. They were pretty reprehensible characters themselves. Mary the mother well she had many 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 run-ins with the law for drunkenness for using foul language and uh, wanton destruction of property reminds me of you it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yes, foul language, oh yes, not tolerated, not tolerated at the time at all. And she was a complete drunk. Uh, So was Joseph. But around the point just before Martha's birth, Mary starts accusing Joseph of trying to poison her. She had found poison that they used at the time for destroying dogs. Lovely. I'm hoping wild dogs. Oh yeah, I would imagine lots of wild dogs running around the place. Eating babies, that sort of thing. Except a woman (laughs) lost her baby. But yeah, this poison was missing and she accused Joseph. And apparently when she confronted him, she claimed he didn't deny it, saying only, well, they were living so unhappily, she couldn't expect anything less. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) If you're miserable, I'm going to poison you and I lie What do you expect? You're a miserable cow. <laughs> the couple would eventually split. I yeah, it sounds wise. And eventually they separated and got back together. But they eventually split when Mary was pregnant with Martha. Mary, again, accusing Joseph of threatening to kill her, to dose her, throws him out of the house. When Martha was two years old, her mother married a man named Daniel Foran, an Irish immigrant and a former soldier. I say soldier, he deserted so many times <laughs> that he had... D's, not just one D, <laughs> several D's tattooed on his forearm. So when you deserted, you were either no. branded or it turned into a tattoo later on with a massive D on it saying you are a deserter. <laughs> and with this marriage, things did not improve. Now, Mary, the mother, earned a meagre living through knitting and telling fortunes. Nice. It's, I, 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 like I that. would go that. I would, yeah, I quite fancy that. Good woman, knit. <laughs> Tell your fortunes, you shall have a sock. <laughs> but she was also known to be brutish and very cruel as a mother to her children she had as i said several convictions for drunkenness indecent language causing willful damage a neighbor would later report seeing mary beat martha with a stick other times it was claimed that she would tie her children up and beat them with rope that's not fun this is not a nice woman it's not a nice woman no no In Mary's defence that she would say at some point in the many petty trials that she had about being just awful was that adolescent Martha was treating her very badly. Mm. Martha was cruel and headstrong with an ungovernable temper. The young girl would threaten her and also encourage her siblings to gang up against the mother. <laughs> I think if your mother's hitting you with a stick and rope... Yeah, some sort of ganging up is in order, I feel. Yes, you want to form a mutiny. But the acting out from Martha, if it, if it was true... This is probably influenced by the behaviour of Daniel, the stepfather. In 1876, he was charged and convicted of indecently assaulting her. Oh, uh, fuck's sake. And she was 13 years old. He was sentenced to two mm. years hard labour. Good. Yep, good. He's out of the picture. Mary, mother, is also 
convicted around this time. She has a charge against her of abandoning her children, her younger children, and she's sentenced to a year in jail with hard labour. As soon as she's out the next year, she would go back in for another two months for more drunkenness. So you can see the picture. It's not a pretty picture. Martha is 13, around 12 or 13 when this conviction event against her stepfather is brought to court and god knows what's gone on before then Mm. around the age of 13 she doesn't really have much protection from the law either because when mummy goes to jail the the younger children in the family are sent to i think it's called the industrial school which sounds lovely sounds jolly but they're sent there until they're at the age of 12 or 13 Mm. again it's that sort of cusp martha goes off to become a housekeeper yeah get a job yeah she's pretty much an adult she's seen as an adult at that time Daniel, nice little side note, is the child molester, would die an emaciated alcoholic wreck. Uh, We don't know what happened to Mama. You kind of got a picture, kind of crack addict. Yeah. This is how they would describe literally emaciated, Mm. crazy, rambling. They're they're not pretty people Mm. at all. And there there were reports about how just bloody awful they looked. We do know that at the age of 17, Martha married a man named Henry Needle. Hence her name. Martha Needle, la la la. I like the name Needle. It's a good name. It's a good, it's a good name. It's a good name. He was a short, uh, strong-built carpenter. Nice. They moved to Sydney. Lovely Sydney. Their first child, Mabel, was born in 1882. They would go on to have two more children, Elsie and May. And their marriage was very happy at first. He was earning a good wage. It was a respectable career. Okay. She was a very doting mother and a good wife. In 1885, though, the couple decide to move to Melbourne from Sydney. And around this time, things begin to turn. Now, the dates overlap here, but what definitely happens is around this time, Martha's eldest daughter becomes ill. Little Mabel. Three years old. And she is seems to fade, according to her mother. She just succumbs to a short sickness and she dies. There's no suspicion around the death at the time, infant death. We've all said yeah. it. Not uncommon. Not uncommon, yeah. The doctor recorded a congenital cerebral tumour and respiratory and cardiac bronchitis. The all child manner is, of things. Yeah, all, all manner of things, all manner of things. The child is buried in a mass grave. Martha is very affected by the death. One would be. Awful thing to happen to a young family. And around this time as well, whether it's because of the child's death or before things had started to disintegrate, but the relationship between Martha and Henry mm. has soured. Henry was having to commute quite long distances for work. And Martha's a good-looking woman. Mm. And she was seen walking about at night without her husband. Oh, how dreadful. Dreadful. Appalling behaviour. Flashing of an ankle and all that. (laughs) Yes, courting the attentions of other men. She was said to have a flighty disposition, fond of company, and with a weakness for the admiration of the sterner sex, (laughs) which was invariably accorded to her. She got about it. She got about it. She got about it. (laughs) She was also receiving a lot of sympathy as well around this time because she just lost a baby. Yeah, true. Mm. And she did seem to enjoy that. She did seem to enjoy the attention she got. But certainly the walking about at night and courting the attentions of uh, gentlemen. Henry was not pleased about it. Henry himself was described as a shy man, but behind closed doors he was incredibly jealous, morose and violent. Yeah. Why is everyone fucking violent? Yeah, it's not, it's not great. He beat Martha. There were some reports that he beat her with a wooden plank. So you can imagine kind of, yeah, mild-mannered, nice guy on the outside, uh. in, inside closed doors. He thinks she's, she's gallivanting about... And this is around the time that she's pregnant as well with her third child. So, yeah, I'm sorry I said it was going to be dark. Mm. So it's not going well. It's not going, no, let's, let's go with that. Well. It's not going well. Now, what no. do we think is going to happen? 
They all live happily ever after <laughs> the end. He realises the error of his ways. Yeah, exactly. He amends his ways. He becomes a loving and faithful, doting husband. He takes the plank and he builds a lovely bench for them to sit yes, on. Yes, exactly. A nice spice rack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every woman dreams Everyone of. Everyone dreams of. <laughs> well, in 1889, he receives a shipment of spices. Excellent. Now, in 1889, Henry becomes ill. A once robust, healthy man, struck suddenly by terrible vomiting sickness. And he is throwing up day and night. He is beset with fever, all sorts of horrible symptoms. What was worse that his doctor remarked, and he is getting doctor's attention, is that he wasn't taking any of the food that Martha had prepared for him. And Martha was looking after her husband. She's mm. been very caring. Um, left him the chicken broth and jelly. He wouldn't touch that. No. All of that went untouched. <laughs> and the doctor is annoyed at Henry because it's like, you need to eat. You need <laughs> to eat, man. And he's displayed, you know, Henry's annoyed and he's displaying a foul temper. And the only thing that he would consume was brandy and milk. <laughs> Hey! Is that mixed together? Uh, I did, didn't say it was mixed it's together. It's a brandy and milk cocktail. Brandy and milk cocktail. I suppose probably you would have a dash of brandy and milk settle, settle your stomach. Milk for your vomiting <laughs> everywhere. With your orange juice. With, oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> well, have have a golden Cadillac and see if that sorts you out. I feel absolutely fine. You feel... I've you... had two. <laughs> <laughs> Already, in a matter of minutes, he's down them. I say stick to a desperation. That's the only way out. <laughs> no, yeah, chicken broth, jelly, ugh. brandy and milk. Yum, 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 yum. See, I could have gone with chicken broth. <laughs> there have been, actually, since we've done the bullshot video, there have been so many broth references in no, all the stories. No, I just refuse to do it. Okay, well, jelly at some point, maybe do jelly, jelly shots if it comes up again. Classy. Classy. Despite the best efforts of the doctor, Henry died in October in 1889. Having mm. not taken any nourishment, the cause of death... That's, yeah, it's going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, was subacute hepatitis, persistent vomiting, enteric... I've never heard that word before. Enteric fever. Don't know. I'm not familiar I don't with know. That. And exhaustion due to obstinacy in not taking nourishment. You don't want to get hepatitis from not eating. <laughs> when the hepatitis came from, I've no idea. <laughs> vomiting, fever, exhaustion. It just... It does sound like on each of these death certificates with a kid before as well. It's just shove any old thing on there. It's probably that. It sounds fancy. They're not going to question it. There's no post-mortem. No one is really checking this. Doctors can write what they like. Maybe they're just like, they've got point scoring back at the doctor's office. <laughs> i got a hepatitis. Yay, bingo, bingo, bingo. <laughs> but yeah, I love the way he did write in a really bitchy way due to obstinacy of not taking nourishment. Yes, it's entirely his fault. He's just going, well, Henry did have life insurance. Only £200. Decent amount. It's not a huge amount. And only a third would go to Martha. The other two thirds were kept in trust for the two other children. Yeah, good, good. Now, after his death, Martha, uh, this is this is a direct quote, was a picture of dignified mourning. Dressed in a rich velvet gown. Nice. Her dark curls perfectly groomed under a bonnet. Excellent. It's like you on a Saturday night. It is like me on a Saturday night. <laughs> Off down to the torture garden. <laughs> no idea how long it takes to get those girls <laughs> but Martha is widowed has lost one child but the tragedies would not cease there they tend not to a year later daughter Elsie six years old fell ill the doctor puts it down to measles and he would later remark that Martha was incredibly kind and attentive to her child she did not get in the way of any care that the doctor gave mm-hmm. her she didn't interfere she gave him no cause for alarm whatsoever 
Even so, Elsie continues to be ill, the same sort of vomiting illness, dies in December 1890. Poor Martha. Seven months later. Oh, God. Am I catching a theme here? <laughs> Four-year-old May. This is getting more than, more than a coincidence, I feel. Begins vomiting. A once healthy child was now vomiting continually and sadly died in 1891 of what was recorded as tu- uh, tubercular meningitis. Okay. Just mashing those two together. There we go. <laughs> the doctor later testified, mm. the case attracted my attention particularly. I was always puzzled by the case. I could not arrive at a diagnosis satisfactory to myself. But I still wrote shit down. Exactly. Again, he did nothing at the time, but yeah, didn't question Martha, didn't do anything like that, but just like kind of went, tuberculosis, meningitis, yeah, smash that together. And Martha did receive the rest of the life insurance money. What do you think she spent it on? Another bonnet? A £200 bonnet. <laughs> £200 bonnet? No, it wasn't a bonnet. Oh, that's disappointing. A house? Nope. I don't know. She spent it on a grave. Oh? An elaborate family grave. No, for the children and her husband okay reportedly which is like a massive stone thing with a big like angel the scythe sort of thing above it (laughs) that's my dream yeah (laughs) the scythe i want the grim reaper looking over me no it was apparently it was quite elaborate it was in a melbourne cemetery she paid for this grave it definitely had a a metal plaque which read little lips that murmured mama still and silent now are they tiny feet no longer patter hushed forever neath the clay that is quite sad. Is that really someone who murders their own children writes that? <laughs> Martha would visit the grave often. Yeah. Well, well you would. But there we go. Yeah, that's, that's quite poetic. Yeah. <laughs> and dark. Mm. <laughs> Think on yeah. it. Think okay. on that. Mm. So Martha is now widowed and childless. <laughs> Full perspective here, in case you just weren't keeping count, her whole family is dead. Yeah, everyone's dead. Whole everyone's family dead. is dead. She takes a job as a housekeeper at the home of Otto and Lewis... Junkens. I hope I'm saying that right. Junkens. Uh, this actually family name, weirdly, one of these guys would go on to have to build a housing empire in Australia, which is still in existence. You can still Google their name and it, it, it's mm-hmm. still going. So at the time, I don't think they did that. <laughs> but very successful family and they're in Richmond. And she was good, 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 attentive housekeeper. She's got nothing else to attend to. No, exactly. That's it. <laughs> She's here. I'm here 100% for yes. you. Particularly very good care of Otto in particular. Such good care. Such good care that within a year, the pair were engaged. Ah, uh, all that comforting. Yes, it seems though that Martha had been courted by Otto for some uh. time. He certainly seemed to have known her when she was experiencing these bereavements during the illness of her children. Otto seemed to have been beguiled by her story and her frailty and her tragedy. And I like the fact that it was said that he brought her as gifts. He brought her flowers and bread as a gift. <laughs> delightful that's that screams to me as like a petrol station kind of yeah, gift. yes it depends <laughs> what it depends what type of bread if it was a whole array of baguettes and focaccia and <laughs> lots of exciting <laughs> they, they, yeah exactly he has spent hours hand kneading all this stuff then this, i think that's quite thoughtful this one has olives this one has sundry tomatoes exactly yeah. if it's just a loaf of brown bread from the from the brown bread, like, brown bread yeah slice mother's pride or something like that <laughs> That's, that's good. Well, unless it was miswritten um, and it was, instead of flowers as in the actual flowers, he bought her flour and bread. Like flowers in what you make. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. just waiting for the humour to arrive. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, he might have brought her flowers and some bread and said, look what you could do for me. <laughs> 
Make me bread, make woman. Me, yes. Make me a sandwich. Well, then she becomes a housekeeper later, so maybe she got the hint. Like, Fine, bloody hell, this man needs bread. He won't stop bringing me flour. Anyway. Moving on. Happy days. Martha can move on and she can be wed to lovely Otto, who is kind and sweet and has, you know, a good career, a good family behind him. It's all looking very nice. Ah, oh, but however, <laughs> Otto's family weren't thrilled about this match. No. They didn't like it one bit. Well, it seems like quite a, a mismatch, social sort of mismatch mm. between Otto, who sounds quite fancy, and quite a lowly maid. <laughs> lowly woman. Lowly woman. <laughs> she is, yeah, yeah, there's that station. There's also, she's charming. She's very pretty. People like her. She's also a strange woman. She is prone to violent outbursts of temper. Yeah. Very, very sudden onsets. And also very strange fits. Martha reportedly has suffered from headaches her whole life. Searing headaches. There's different times it's said that she's heard voices. She would also reportedly become unresponsive or rigid for long periods of time. Hmm. And on at least one occasion, she went out to search for her dead children. Yeah, this is a sort of medical condition going on here. <laughs> There's many, many reports <laughs> in here. Yeah. In one account of her life, it was suggested that she was addicted to a sort of a array of drugs taken, whether it's for the headaches, whether it's for the tragedies she suffered, but they list laudanum, morphine, cannabis, chloroform, all under that, that she took. But whether because of those or whether mm. she took them, but she was also dealing with, yeah, dealing with hallucinations voices in the head was that the drugs was she taking the drugs to stop the things in her head uh, what was happening but she 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 crazy she, yeah there's some variety of mental illness going in there i feel so brother lewis otto's brother lewis is vocal in his objections so is mother mother writes on this occasion she writes to the house wherever she's working to state her opposition to any marriage and lewis is quite vocal about it too and over the course of a few months he sort of relents at different points at one point in the winter of um, 1893 he gets a little ill gets a little ill and he's not not really feeling that great around the time where he starts maybe thinking that the match between Otto and Martha wouldn't be such a bad thing he gets better it's okay it's all fine it's all fine but around April 1894 yeah Lewis is is, is back on the camp Mm. of no no to Martha she's crazy she's looking for her dead children she's hearing voices she's standing rigidly in the corner staring at me for long periods of time you've got to imagine a kind of a paranormal activity style just looking at you sleeping that is something weird but yeah he's he's not in uh, he's not Martha's biggest fan and he starts to display odd symptoms (laughs) you too surprise Begins to vomit. Mm. It's a very sore mouth, gums and tongue. Very painful. But Martha is there to help. Always handy. Thank goodness. She is there to tend to him and give him his medicine. It's all going up. He doesn't seem to be getting better. During this time, a relative of the family comes on board and comes to the house and says, well, I'll, I'll help him convalesce for a few days. And with her help, this relative, Lewis gets quite better. Oh, mm. yeah, he's on the mend. Yay, yeah. yay, yay, yay. The care improves until she leaves. <laughs> and then does it go backwards again? Well, it may just be pure coincidence. It is absolute coincidence. But on the very same night that the relative leaves the house, Martha Needle herself goes to the local shop to stock up on supplies. Mm-hmm. Essential supplies. The usual supplies, yeah. you know, where they were low on bread and flour. She's always <laughs> been making bread for, for, for days. All the other essentials, particularly low on her favourite brand of rat poison. <laughs> Her favourite brand of rat poison, which was called Rough on Rats. 
<laughs> a rodent poison advertises putting your cat out of employment. <laughs> Marketing people had it back then. <laughs> they just knew what they were doing. I know, we don't get that we sort of thing now. We don't get that anymore. It's, it's, it's all far too subtle and yeah. this is like, clever. You know. Clever and things like that, no. Rat be gone or something. That's what you. <laughs> I think rough on rats is an rough understatement. Rough on rats is, yeah. <laughs> I think it's an understatement. If anything, rough on rats. He's not going to have a rough time. He'll be dead. Yeah. He's going to have a very bad time. This will fuck up your rats. <laughs> the lesser known brand. Yes, that, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> but she stocks up on rough on rats. <laughs> Barrels of it back at the house. So many rats we have. Oh no. The following morning, she prepares breakfast for the household. And no sooner have they consumed it that Lewis begins violently vomiting. A couple of days later, he is dead. Oh no. oh no. The cause of death is put down to exhaustion mm. and inflammation of the stomach and membranes of the heart, suspected typhoid. Again, quite a lot of stuff going on there. Many, many things. Could be, could many have, things. Could have been anything, really. Okay, now finally, 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 Martha and Otto, they can get wet, right? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, who yeah. else is in the way now? No, oh, he's got another brother. Yep. Yeah, Herman. Herman. Herman, Herman. He has at some point rocked up to the house, going no to the marriage after Lewis has died. Herman seems to have the semblance of brains because he rocks up saying he doesn't he doesn't approve. Martha is just going, for fuck's sake. God, Herman, not another one. Not another one. Dust off the rough on rats. <laughs> I don't know whether Herman's staying in the house with them or he's staying nearby, whether it's unclear, but he definitely eats or drinks something in the house during his visit to protest of their marriage and to try and stop it. Uh, I don't think he'd be a welcome guest in the yeah, house. Yeah, it's not the sort of thing, I've come to stop your marriage. Well, would you like some cake first? <laughs> I'd like to st- prepare the guest room yeah. while I read out my list of problems. Well, he's obviously come in and had a drink. They'd have to offer him something. Yeah. It depends. Maybe he just waited until he'd had a cup of tea down. Well, in. yeah, exactly. Perhaps you he just would. wouldn't walk in the door and go, Oh, I hit you all. <laughs> well, if you travel a long journey... And you're not suspecting the person in front of poison you. You would get in and go, right, I want to get a glass of wine yeah, and exactly, a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and then unleash the fact that I hate them all. <laughs> yep. Well, either way, that's probably what's happened. He's had his shabli and a, and a, a burrito. Those classic Australian delicacies. Yeah. <laughs> his Vegemite sandwich. Sorry, Australians. Or a selection of delicious produce from the lands of Australia. I did a sweeping hand just You did, yeah. No one else saw that. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so he has eaten or drunk something in the house while screaming at them that she's a horrible woman that must never marry his brother. Uh, and surprise, surprise, he suddenly falls Surprise, Ill. surprise. Surprise, surprise. Now, he doesn't die, but Herman is, clearly has put two and two together here and gone, okay, wait, Martha, Martha she's she crazy, and when anyone objects to stuff, they die. So he goes to a doctor, a doctor who attends him for the illness. He confines at him, the doctor gets samples of his vomit, Sends off for testing. What does it show? Could it be arsenic? Arsenic! What a surprise! Arsenic alarm! Arsenic alarm! <laughs> yes, arsenic coloured by charcoal. Very nice. same type of poison that is used in rough on rats. <laughs> so there we go. The authorities now have evidence. The doctor and Herman's can say, right, someone has slipped me a mickey here. But why make a simple arrest when oh, you God, can no. set up an elaborate sting operation? That's much more fun. <laughs> That's much more fun. <laughs> Herman and the police lay a trap for Martha. Nice. Herman goes to see Martha, perhaps to talk about the proposed marriage and yell at her some more. And again, still goes in, whether he's at the house or not, but he waits for her to serve him a cup of tea. She puts the cup of tea down in front of him. The moment it is placed on the table, Herman 
literally blows the whistle. He has a whistle, which he blows, and a troop of police officers who are outside the house storm into the building. <laughs> I'm just like, imagine like, one coming down the chimney, <laughs> one was disguised as a plant pot all along, <laughs> sort of, one was a cushion, and they all just leap out. <laughs> They've all just been standing in the corner, just covered themselves with a spoon. <laughs> yep, so the whole bit... row of newspapers in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> with the holes cut out. <laughs> people in trench coats who never suspect us for a second there's a lot of trench coats in our house yeah as soon as the cup of tea is on the table doesn't even touch his lips police storm into the building as they run in Martha is desperately trying to dash the cup on yep. the ground they are seize her as she is like no get off get off get off trying to throw it all over the ground they manage I don't know how they manage to juggle it out of her hands or get hold of her but she's definitely trying to do something they find that the tea cup contains 10 grams well 10 grains, 10 grains 10 grains of arsenic yep, that'll do it. enough to kill about 5 men yeah, yeah. Martha is arrested and charged Good. with murder the bodies of Lewis the brother um. are exhumed as well as the bodies of her husband Henry mm. her late husband Obviously, he's dead. Yes, yes. <laughs> We've established that. I don't know why I put in late there. There we are. Um, her children, Elsie and May, their bodies were also exhumed. All were found to have arsenic in the system. Now, the reports, I must put a caveat in here that it becomes a little bit convoluted here, although people say all the bodies had arsenic in them. Well, it was usually the embalming process back then, so all bodies generally had a little bit of arsenic. But two of the children, fatal levels, mm. and certainly Henry as well, fatal levels of arsenic. But that's a good point, you know, maybe they say there's fatal levels of mm. arsenic, because really any people just kind of go... All the bodies had arsenic in them. Now, the first child who died was buried in a mass grave. Yeah. So I don't Difficult see... To find. <laughs> yes. I've said that the two children and Henry were tested. Mm. I don't know how they would have found how the they, first yeah, one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And some reports just go, oh, they dug up all the bodies. I was like, yeah, there's no nah, way that nah, they could have found nah. them. So, yeah, um, there were traces of arsenic. Like, obviously, in the teacup, there's a lot of fucking There's arsenic. a lot of arsenic. Yeah, definitely a lot of arsenic. No, going so, but, on, but keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. There we are. At her trial, Martha pleads not guilty. The defence go with a touch of insanity. Yeah. They say that she has had periods of, in quotes, unconsciousness, which meant she wasn't responsible for her actions. She was said to faint, suddenly have fits, just literally just pass out in a room, have strange episodes. Even Otto, who is still 100% on her side mm. and will defend her until the day he dies, says that he's seen this. He's seen yeah. her have blackouts and these weird incidents and he says she doesn't know what she's doing. But they couldn't get enough hard evidence from the doctors involved in the case. None of the doctors were willing to stand up and say, yes, this is a yeah. case of insanity. Courtroom full of men, all okay. just saying, nah, we're, not, we're not really comfortable with the idea of saying that she's insane or mentally incapacitated in any way. The jury find Martha, dubbed the Richmond Poisoner, <laughs> guilty of attempted murder. Um, she's only tried for, uh, just for, the, for Herman. The Herman. Yeah, even though they find arsenic in the bodies of the others. Martha would be hanged on the 22nd of October in 1894. She was led to the gallows. She was incredibly thin and she had added lead weights to her skirts to prevent it ballooning up when the drop happened, which is a weird and... Desperately modest. Desperately modest and sad detail. Again, we've seen that again with other females Mm. who've been hanged saying, please don't look up my skirts. But for attempted murder, to be a death sentence for attempted murder seems very dramatic. Apparently the prisoner received the death sentence with extraordinary calmness. She walked out of the dock, onto the dock, unassisted, firm step, unblanched faced, and when asked if she had any last words, she simply replied, No, sir, I have nothing to say. 
On the drop, she died instantly, aged 30 years old. Now, Otto stuck by her side, and as I said, the defence was that she didn't know what she was doing. So perhaps cruelty and criminality did run in Martha's family blood, having suffered such a horrible upbringing from her mother, going on to commit seemingly senseless murders of those closest to her, the people she appeared to dote on the most. But perhaps most chilling, 30 years later, Martha's nephew, Alexander Lee, was found guilty of murdering his wife and three children by strychnine poisoning. Ooh, that's intriguing. A later theory by Dr. Samantha Battams, who wrote the book The Secret Art of Poisoning, The True Crimes of Martha Needle, The Richmond Poisoner. She had two things that she put across that I wanted to include and that we should maybe, maybe would be paused for discussion. She argued, was this maybe a case of Munchausen by proxy syndrome? Because she enjoyed the attention and sympathy she gained from the sick children. But she also wrote, many witnesses concurred that she was the most loving, nurturing mother they'd ever seen. She was getting recognition from people through caring for others. She was very manipulative and very calculating, but clearly mentally unwell. She would conclude, this is a cautionary tale. A century on, we are still not properly addressing the role of family and domestic violence in crime. And the treatment of mental health in the legal system is lacking. We can learn a lot from the case of Martha Needle. But like that, I mean, yeah, I mean, Munchausen does seem like a, it fits very well. Especially all the attention she was getting and how mm. much she enjoyed the attention from, yeah, well-wishers and doctors and things like that. And not doing anything to get in the doctor's way, but just being there and going, yes, sir, absolutely, I'll do whatever. Yeah, by, by the, the child's side and think, is, yeah, it seems to be sort of a classic sort of. Yeah, I uh, think there's a really strong case. Very that strong I think case. So that, is, that is what it is. I think that's what happened. That, that, that fits for her children. Mm. and potentially her husband, but he doesn't really fit for the brothers. I think that... Who are just just generally in the way. Well, I have a theory about that. It may sound a bit Hollywood and convenient, but if you went down the idea of Munchausen by proxy, that she definitely had a a mental illness, and if if the reports are to be believed, she had headaches, she was hearing voices. She had been fucking horribly treated in her childhood, subjected to mental, physical, and sexual abuse. Um, Her husband, Henry, while there's no excuse for murder, beat her if she Mm. got any attention. Um, She wanted him out of the way, but then there was Munchausen by proxy is a whole area that we will cover in in later episodes. But yeah, it is about getting the sympathy and keeping your little babies and your angels. And she would write later on when she was talking from, when she would write letters from prison, she kept referring to her babies as little angels, my little ones, my little ones. She only ever spoke of them for affection. She Mm. would, as I said, she went out to search for them in moments of these crazy blackouts and she paid all the money that she got from the insurance firm, allegedly, yeah, most of it went on that grave and that little plaque that was all about her children so it seems to sort of give off those ideas that it does that of the sympathy with yeah. the with the brothers yeah. Otto nice guy desperately wants to marry him if she's learnt the ways if she's gotten rid of one horrible husband and someone is standing in the way going you're nothing you're worthless and you can't marry my brother You've got to probably think that, well, I came up with a really good solution to get rid of my well, no, husband Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, that, yes, definitely. So I've got away with it there, so there's no reason I can't get away with it again. Mm. Um, but I think that the, the motive there is very different. Yes, I think it's a mentally unstable person. Yeah. I don't think it's... Again, but that's the difference of not all the murderers and poisoners that we deal with are psychopaths. Oh, no, not Who at all. want to hurt people. This is... Again, they're, they're mentally unstable mm. and... It could well be that she just was that damaged that she saw it as a a means to an end. 
there's a little excerpt from this there's a long letter that you can read online that she wrote to Otto before she was executed the night before I think it was very loving kind letter repeatedly saying that she would she would meet to see him soon in the afterlife and her and the the little ones the children there's an excerpt in it as well that says um, as I have asked God to forgive me anything that I have done to displease him and trust his forgiveness so I do forgive all those that have ever done me any sort of unkindness for I know they are very sorry now for me be the wrong big or little oh. I just thought that was a good excerpt you know you, you can read that in a very yeah I'm sure they're very sorry now <laughs> but there was a little bit of yeah she knew people had done her wrong and she knew she'd done wrong things she never admitted it but yeah it's intriguing it's, it's, an, it's an interesting tale that one is multi-levels the ones that are interesting are just not those that, no you're a bastard <laughs> <laughs> sort of you they're, kill people because you liked it and they're um, more fun to sort they're, of yeah they are they're, 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 the yes exactly they're, they're a bit more yeah bizarre like that but the interesting ones are the ones well why, why did you do such a thing yeah really also you're a very unhappy and damaged person yeah yes did that yeah has exactly forced and I think, your hand into these horrible things and there are some, there are definitely, we've covered very recently, you know, some really evil women out there. We've, we've covered some flat out evil, evil women, <laughs> evil yes. murderesses. I think she's the first one that I read where it was more pause for thought. Well, maybe Mary Blandy. And there's, I was there's saying, Mary Blandy is one Mary Blandy, for. you feel sorry um. for her. You feel, you know, again, I go back, I always think about Christiana Edmonds, that she was just so insane that she thought what she was doing was right to get love. But, I don't know, she seems to have just had an awful life and was clearly mentally unwell. And I think, again, the Munchausen's by proxy plays plays a role here. Oh, yeah. If she has systematically killed her children, it's horrible. It's absolutely ghastly. It's it's a genuine disorder. Yeah, she's an interesting one. An interesting character. And she was suggested by one of our fans. One nice. One of our lovely Australian fans. Uh, so we hope you've done her justice. Well, quite, yeah, indeed. And if you have thoughts or you have, well, you won't have memories of this. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Oh my God, if she's 120. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> if you are, wonderful. <laughs> Tell us your secret of long life. Yeah, if you know about it, if you have your theories and your thoughts, please get in on the discussion about it. It's not comfortable, a lot of this, but that's, you know. Not many of them are. Not many of them are, <laughs> no. With women in particular, there was, there were, again, there's some of the books really hammered home that she was judged by men her whole life. That she would face a jury of men in the trial. They were people who did not want to spend the time really assessing any appeals, anything about the insanity plea. There was kind of an implication that the trial may have been rushed through. Like, no, she's just evil. Just, yeah. just, just hang her. Hang her. Hang her, be done with it. Hang her high. Got golf to go and play. But yeah, but then the interesting postscript there of her nephew. Oh yes, I see. I don't believe such things are hereditary. No, I don't either. I put that so in for sort of hypothesis. That's entirely but, coincidental. And, but it's weird. But is it? It is weird. But yes. Is it coincidental? This kind of, I don't think it runs in the family. But would have been such a famous case. I mean, really, mm. he would know about it. He would know. I mean, it's not like now that you can say generations have passed. 30 years later, and he killed his wife and ch- three children with strychnine. Mm. Chilling. Mm. Chilling, isn't it? But there we go. There is the story of Martha Needle. If I've called Good her story. Mary at any point, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, mate. Good story. Tell us your theories. Tell your thoughts. Um, have a chat with us. As ever, come and talk to us on the social media. On the social. And I have to say, well, the Golden Cadillac will be out... Uh, this evening don't try it Burn my it. stomach is actually going really weird at the moment is oh so. yeah, ah, ah, ah. 
there we so are. So it was really nice, but now I'm just feeling, no, don't. Is it because you've had it's, two of them? Yeah, it's just like, it's actually not very nice. My, See, stomach, I... my stomach's a bit... Vindication! <laughs> so I'll put, I'll put the recipe out. But just don't bother. <laughs> Make something nice. Oh, we could have had so many milkshakes. Well, actually, you know what? Try the desperation. Try the desperation. Try the desperation. Perhaps we'll put that one out instead. I feel fantastic. That lubricated up my vocal cords it, for storytelling. It could, it could have been, though, two of those followed by a glass of white wine. I wasn't going to say it, Nick. Could have, could have also caused the slight peculiarness going on. Cream, milk, <laughs> orange juice, Galliano, and then some nice acidic Chenon Blanc on top of so, that. Yeah. So that, that combination could have not helped the situation. Well, there we go. So I'm going to spend the rest of the evening <laughs> holding back Nick's hair while he vomits. Come and have a chat with us on social. Tell us what you think about the Golden Cadillac. <laughs> Give us better milk suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. Make your own ones. Make your own Make milkshakes. Your own. Hard shakes. I'm in the mood for some hard shakes. So you guys have got some ideas on that. Come and find us on Patreon. Well, indeed, there are lots of exciting new tales on Patreon that we have to sell. And we have some very big ones coming up. Well, because we're edging towards 30. Well, as I said, edging towards edging 30. Edging towards the next, next, the next one we're is here. We're, here. <laughs> we're edging towards 30 on the main episode and we're coming up to number 10 nearly on Patreon we have two biggie stories in the works some very famous cases that we have not covered yet if you have questions about Patreon do come and ask us because we understand it's whatever support you can give right now is very much appreciated tell your friends about the poisoner's cabinet and drop us a review on iTunes they all do very much help it's easy to do a five star review it's lovely if you can leave some lovely words particularly on Apple Podcasts it really makes a difference it Indeed. really does and tell your friends share download if you don't already I'm sure you all do but subscribe the downloads are the thing that, that really makes a difference for us you can download it you can delete it as soon as it's done don't let it take up all your data or your space or your precious porn space well that's what takes up my that's space that's what takes up Sinead's phone yeah absolutely <laughs> it's weird porn though it's just, it's just people knitting and telling fortunes <laughs> in big hats in big 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 hats thank you so much for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisoner's cabinet we will see you next week for episode 30 and remember your loved ones are trying to kill you Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.